Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to My Humble Opinion. I'm your host, Chef Sharon, and I have a great show planned for you today. Uh, we got a special guest host. Finally got a guest host this week. <laughs> uh, and I'll be introducing him later. We have a couple of great topics we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and get into what they talking about. Oh, excuse me, what they not talking about. If you recall last in my previous uh, uh, podcast, I posted that uh, I will be changing this segment from what they talking about to what they not talking about because what they talking about is usually some negative stuff that's you know not uplifting but that is you know like I don't want to post what the you know latest rapper is doing and you know who went to jail and yada 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 so I like to kind of dig up those stories that are not being talked about and that are not getting the uh the shine they should get so i got a couple of stories for you today to you know or just you know a couple of things i want to shout out today in the what they not talking about okay first of all shout out to our first african-american woman uh set to graduate from the u.s army ranger school yay if i had sound effects i don't have a sound effect okay <laughs> sergeant first class janina I hope I'm saying her name right. Janina Simmons completed U.S. Army Ranger School Friday, making her the first female African-American soldier to graduate from the course. Simmons, who is 29, based out of Fort Worth, Jackson, South Carolina, and now, uh, uh, I'm sorry, is uh, now joins the more than a dozen women who have completed the grueling 62-day training course, giving her the right to wear the Covenant Black and Gold Ranger tab. So congratulations, Janina Simmons, for being the very first African-American female soldier to um, graduate the U.S. Army Ranger School. You know, I'm excited. That's a great accomplishment. That's what we should be talking about. So (laughs) on to my next story. Okay, so I want to give Mr. Um, I want to say his name right. Okay, well, let's just get to the story. This this guy, it was it was three guys, you know, that uh, were having lunch one day. Um, They decided I'll have dinner whatever they were going out to eat and when I got there there was this uh precious little old lady sitting by herself eating um and one of the guys looked at her saw her and said wow I wouldn't want to eat by myself you know I wouldn't want to want to have to eat by myself so he went over to the table and his, his name is Jamario Howard so he went over to the table and he's um he started he asked the lady could he sit down and talk with her, you know, just sit with her. She said, sure. So they got to talking and they found out that it was her uh, 60th anniversary. The next day would be her 60th anniversary, but her husband had passed and she was dining alone. So he invited her over to sit at the table with he and his friends, two other um, black guys. And this is a cute little old white lady. And they enjoyed dinner together in conversation. And she did not have to spend that dinner alone. Is this a big, huge story? No, but it is something positive and uplifting. And it shows the beauty of the human spirit. And I love the story. So I decided to tell it to you. This is what they're not talking about. (laughs) So in 
Uh, now, these are people we don't know, but on to uh, maybe some known names here in entertainment and sports. Um, Magic Johnson and Ice Cube have bit uh, their bidding. They're they're part of a, I guess, bidding group, and they are set to acquire. Um, it's a my networks. Thank you, guys. I am tongue tied today so they're set to acquire uh sports networks regional sports net sports networks from disney so um some big bidding on the table i think that that is an uplifting story because it goes to show how no matter what your origins are and we know how these um you know black men got started and um although it's lots of years that they've been far beyond their origins their origins are still what they are, you know? And so you could you just the, this, the, the possibilities that this, that, you know, are the, the, it's just encouraging to see where we can go, what, what we can achieve and what is, what is very possible. And it's just a great example for our youth and our young people coming up that even in sports and rapping, sports and entertainment is the thing that we think we're going to make it in. Even when you get into those things, it doesn't have to stop there, that you can go higher and higher. Um, and so though that is what they not talking about that's just a few uplifting stories that i uh, wanted to share with you guys so next up i will be introducing my special um guest host we have a couple of great stories we want to um our topics we want to talk about so just sit tight i have to take a break and i will be right back it's my humble opinion All right, we are back. This is the Humble Opinion Podcast, my Humble Opinion Podcast with Chef Sharon. This is the party show where we talk about it. And I would like to introduce my special co-host for the day, Mr. Terrence Mack, known as Jess Listen with the Culture Podcast. What's up, T-Mac? What's going on? But um, we ain't going to do these first name and last name things. We're just going to go by Jess Listen. So everybody that's listening... <laughs> <laughs> cross out, cross out what Chef Sharon just said, and let's just go with okay. the listen. No right. governments today. But what's happening, right. man? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that uh, I got a chance to be on on this thing. See, you know, I'm I'm getting a feeling of how this podcast stuff work, right? Because if yeah, you ever, yeah. if, if you ever listen to the other podcasts, um, they have everybody else that's got a podcast on their podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm yeah. and I and and getting ready for this podcast today. It was almost like I was getting ready for a show, like you know what I'm saying, like getting ready. Right, for a right. Show. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, so, no, so, it, what's up? Go ahead. Hey, listen, I got a couple of podcasts I'm trying to get on, but yeah, I appreciate. Hey, listen, y'all, he gave me love. He put me on this podcast, so y'all gonna have to check that one out. Culture podcast. It's on. Where you at? We'll talk about where you at later. But yeah, I'm on one. So y'all gonna have to watch or listen to watch it. Y'all gonna have to listen for it. So today, Mr. Just listen. I, I felt like you were the perfect person to have these conversations with me because um, 
I know, I know how you think, and you know, we have all these great conversations. And I was like, when this subject came on the table, well, a couple of things I promised people that I would kind of unpack something for them because, you know, um, I didn't want to just throw it out there and not have a, you know, um, you know, a full body conversation about it. So I had to contemplate some things before I can bring this this subject. And I feel like you was a perfect person to hold the conversation with me. So um, it, it well, actually is a couple of things I wanted to kind of talk about. But uh, let's see, what what would we what what would I want to call this? Or, or how would I want to describe this? Um, no, just see, just, if if it's a lot of them, just, uh-huh. just go with it because. You know, we like like I said, we talk we talk a lot off air. Yeah, we so yeah we do. <laughs> our conversations can go, you know, this way, that way, and we never, you know, we never figure out how we. Yeah, get we just kind of flow into it. So <clears throat> just uh, just hit me with it, and I know I know that you said I'll be the perfect person for this conversation. I don't know, I don't know now. <laughs> yeah, we gonna find out. Yeah, <laughs> y'all gotta understand this, man. May not say it, do the things that I want him to say and do. <laughs> uh, look, look, let's put it this way. I'm not <clears throat> now. I never thought I would be doing anything close to this. Um, I used to, I, I did used to sing in a group or whatever, but I had people with me and I had people that was over my voice sometime and you know, stuff like that. But now, just speaking on things, I may not. I may not articulate things the best way, but I get my point across. Yeah, you do just fine. So, <laughs> so listen, let me let me um, let me start by asking this: Have you heard about the uh, the um, the the school principal who? Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting. You know, today has been a tongue-tied day. Uh, the school principal who did the dress code for the parents. Right, right. I heard about it. I read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> first of all, let me if, bring everybody up to speed just in case um, they don't know about it. Um, but there is a a principle. I'm just going to go here in the Houston Chronicle and read a little bit about just, just a little snippets, you know, kind of paraphrase and read a little bit about what they were saying. Uh, Houston Independent School District High School has a new dress code, but it's not for the students who already have school uniforms. It's for the parents. James Madison High School will turn away parents if they show up at school wearing bonnets, pajamas, hair rollers, or leggings, or from what I understand, uncovered leggings, um, among other clothing items, according to the memo signed by the school's new principal, Carletta Outley-Brown. The new parent dress code is posted on the front page of the school's website. So, you know, that's we, I'm I'm not going to go any further than there with the article. <laughs> more on it. Some of the parents are feeling um, basically they're feeling kind of some kind of way about it, you know, so like they're feeling offended a little. They're feeling um, that is discriminatory. You know, um, some 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 parents are just not really having it so, so can, 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 what's and, your and, opinion? and let me uh-huh. tell you who is feeling like that the ones that want to come to the school go to the school in their hair rollers in leggings with a stomach showing come on you, you, we, we see them in walmart all the time we see the memes <laughs> right yes and 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 we ask ourselves sometimes now what would they think about before they came out the door 
You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but but my thing is, I'm you know I'm a parent. I go to 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 my kids' school all the time, and I have to look in the mirror, make sure I'm presentable because I don't want to go over there looking any kind of way. You know, because I'm uh, you know when I send them out the door, I tell them, hey, look, y'all represent me when y'all leave out of this house. Right. You know what I'm saying? So why yeah. should I go over there? With my pants sagging and my ass hanging out. Excuse me, I, I don't know how you could. You could. Okay, you good. but but how would I look going with my ass hanging out, with my sh- pants sagging, with my shoes untied? You know, just thugging it out. Right, exactly. So I don't like you said. I'm not understanding who these parents are. They have a problem with it, but <laughs> parents are saying, you know, I'm I'm okay. Like Francis, I'm almost insulted says uh, Tamiko Miller. She's one of the mothers at the school. I really think it was discriminatory. The language, the, the language that was used, it was demeaning. And I'm, I am African-American and it's, it's misty outside. So if I have my bonnet on, it's not anyone's business. You know, and, I mean. I'm, I'm sorry. How she spelled her name? How she spelled her first name? T-O-M-I-K-O. See? She want to she wanna come. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, Wait a stereotype. <laughs> you, you're right. You are right. But see, let's not let's not pretend like we don't we we don't we can't hear. Okay, let's just say we're in the office and somebody want to come speak to us, and her name is uh uh, uh Shamika. No, let's don't do Shamika. Shamika is good. Is a good name, but you know some of those names that the parents yeah just go. yeah yeah. Let's just go to the regular Laquita. Laquita, Laquita, you gotta you gotta start. You gotta make sure your shoes tied up because more than likely she coming in there with some smoke. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> she's she coming in there with it now, but no, no, like like seriously though, it's um like. And, and let's just take the name off the table, but just yeah. be for real. Like she know exactly what that principal talking about. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in the school sometimes. Like this is a, this is real a, a real story. I'm in the school sometimes, and I see some parents that come up there, women, and they have the leggings on, and I gotta say, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm like. <laughs> You're such a man right now, <laughs> right? But but look, okay, but but who? But more than men, okay. These are young boys you going around, right? Exactly. So well, let, let's not let's not let's not forget that these young boys are are, are trying to fight some hormones too. Yeah. Well, listen. My take on it <clears throat> is um, the principal is exactly right to set the, the dress code now. I will say that a lot of people were upset and I was listening to a uh, voice Watkins was talking with a lady about the situation. She said initially she was upset because she thought it was a white woman who made the rules. Cause it's automatically in our thoughts that a principal or someone in leadership w- does not look like us. And when they are putting, setting forth rules and standards, they couldn't look like us. So it was her initial thought that it was a white woman when she found out. And she was very upset. She was appalled. She was disgusted, disappointed, ready to protest. But when she found out it was a black woman, then all of a sudden she started agreeing. So it's one of those things where we feel like we can we can check our house, but you can't check our house. And, you know, I think we, we kind of tend to have that, you know, you know, like 
we this is the inside like situation you we don't need outside people coming to tell us how to conduct ourselves now my take on it as far as the you know whether it was a good thing or bad thing was yes i think the standard should be set um for so for multiple reasons one okay who's to say what a good standard is or what's a high standard who's to say that that's subjective you know it's like it's what i think is high someone else could think something else is higher or whatever so that 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 but there is a general sense of a standard could that parent wear those same clothes and have rollers in her hair going to a job interview if 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 the school calls her up and they say, well, she didn't have time. She was at the gym and she just ran. No, if if the school call you up, you don't have time to, to change or to look decent. But if a job called you and said, can you get here for an interview within 30 minutes? I bet you that mom would have the rollers out. She would be dressed presentable. You know, so to me, I think it's the same thing that whatever's important to you, your child's education should be important and more than just what how your child is performing but the examples that you're setting as a standard of excellence for your child should matter you know um like you said when your kids walk out the door they represent you well you're representing them too and when you walk in with rollers and house shoes in your pajamas then that whether we like it or not that gives teachers and principals a chance to judge your child based on Oh, he come from that kind of home. Mm. So now they're dealing with your child a certain way. Because if you walk in there and you are you're you're respectful, you're presentable, and you know you you they can take you seriously. They'll take your child and your child's education serious because they're they're knowing that that you're on their team. You mm. know, and they they don't have to take this stance against you. Like, oh, we gotta fight through mama's, you know, ghettoism to get to the child. Mm. You know, so. Um, our daddy's ghettoism to get to the child, you know. So, um, I think it's very important to just to be an example when you walk in what adulthood looks like. Kids looking at you, oh, is that what adulthood looks like? Right, you know, right. To an, a, 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 an institution of education, you should just be presentable. Why should there be a problem with this? <laughs> well, you know, and and it's. I, I don't know if I'm off subject when I talk about it, but I do know that it's along these same lines here. Uh, I, I I literally had <laughs> uh, one of my partners call me yesterday <clears throat> and just out of nowhere, it wasn't no good evening. How you doing? Your legs still long? None of that. He just, <laughs> that was a joke. My legs, <laughs> I, I don't have detachable legs. Oh, I, I gave you a good <laughs> chuckle. There you go. <laughs> But um, okay. he, but he just but he just hit me with it because it was something that was bothering him, and he was like, "It's a um, uh, a presidential candidate this uh, this running this gay, right?" Uh huh. And he asked me. He he was like, "Could a gay person uh, be non-biased when it comes to subject? When let's just say." Um, um, a parent, two parents going through a divorce or whatever, and um, one of the parents are gay. Let's just say, you know, comes, you know, came out the closet and is gay. And but this daddy 
they don't want the daddy to, to see the child or, or it's, you know, some kind of static between them. Would he be biased? Can a, can a gay person be non-biased? That's what I'm trying to ask. Can a gay person be non-biased? <laughs> So what, okay, and, and and I know and and I know you probably wondering how does this tie into what? I'm yeah, saying. I'm trying to figure that out. But, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to tie it in. But answer the question: Can they be non-biased? Yeah, they could. They could. And yes, I <laughs> believe they could. Now listen. Now the likelihood of them being because of the fight, because of the struggle, because I think they're always in automatic fight mode for their rights to be seen, to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I think that automatic fight switch may be on. It doesn't mean that it has to be. This person could be, you know, open-minded to see the the world as a whole, you know, and everybody's struggle and everybody's fight and be more for the side of rights. Mm -hmm. But they've not been able to do that. You know, they they've had to you know, just really go hard for their rights to the point where it's hard to see other sides because you are trying so hard to get people to see your side and that your side is valid, you know, that it's hard to get outside of that fight to see that there are other people's struggles out there. So, yes, they can be. All right. So they, will so, they be? Okay. So, so they can be. So, so, so would you, would you just say if that, if that, the, you know, situation happened, and, but they just was leaning more towards the gay couple. Would you just say, okay, they're being they they they're not being fair? Uh, well, this is the thing. That's all. Stuck. First of all, I don't see where a president would have anything to do with that. No, 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 but... no, 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 no. Because he because he's running for president. But uh, see, I'm 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 making a I'm I'm connecting this here. So because, so basically, because what okay, I'm about I need to say you to connect going... it for me. But I'm gonna answer that one part. And yes, I, this is the thing. It would depend on the circumstances. Would I say that they were just oh they were just side with the gay couple because they're gay? No, I would say I would have to look into the circumstances. Now, if that other person or that other parent was just a drug addict, a drunk, you know what I'm saying? Just abusive, just bad, you know, like why would I not be on board with him picking the other cup? You know what I'm saying? Now, if it was like, no, that's perfectly nothing wrong with this situation, and he decided, you know, then I would have to look into it and see. So I guess it's all depending on the details of the of the subject whether of the, the the circumstances whether i can make that judgment that the you know the person was being biased or unbiased you know what i'm saying okay so so you so you were you were talking about the the woman that that thought that thought that the, this principal was white right mhm so when she when she and she was ready to protest and all this other stuff, that was the energy she felt, right? She felt the energy. Right. But what was that energy from? Was it because just because she white, or did she tell the truth and the truth hurt so bad? Yeah. With her being a white person, that she couldn't take it coming from a white person. But right. you know, she found out she was black. So she was being she wasn't being fair in that situation. No. She no. wasn't being she wasn't being fair at all, and and the reason I brought brought, brought up the president and everything because you know I don't think I could you know my my thing was I feel I I, I feel where she came from. See now I'm, I'm now I'm turning this thing all around, right? I feel where she was coming from because I don't think 
because they're trying to push a gay agenda, because they're pushing a gay agenda so much out here now, I don't think that, I don't think that he could not be, you know, fair. So I understand where she coming from. I understand when she said, okay, oh, oh, she black. Okay, so she know, she know what was going on out here. Right. So, so, so listen, speaking on that, um, speaking on that, uh, uh, as far as, um, I'm sorry, I got, I got distracted just that quick, um, on the, uh, uh, the, the fighting for rights, you know, like when you just mentioned gay rights, I mean, get the gay person and Mm -hmm. all that fight, you know, just, uh, um, the fight that we have had to have as black people. Okay, so we're fighting on so many ends, on so many levels, so many different things. You know, um, um, let's let's just start at home. Let's stop killing each other, please. Like, can that stop, first of all? And, and, and you say you stop really, killing each other? Listen, listen, I'm, that was just me throwing that out there. Oh, okay, because, okay. Because, because listen, it's not to say that other people don't kill each other too. You know, no, we, I, I, we I, ain't think, even, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even gonna go I wasn't even gonna go that route. But no, ahead, no, 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 I was just go, saying go, go I was ahead. just saying that for myself because I was like, can we stop killing? That's one of our fights. Another one of our fights is you know how we present ourselves. We people you're one of them. People who hate on Tiffany Haddish because they don't like her loud ghetto persona <laughs> you know what i'm saying but then i mean so we have all these different stereotypes and, and it's so much that we're fighting against the hip-hop world and you know we went from uh our rap music being black powered you know to molly percocets and you know like right, right, you know, right. promoting drug use and stuff you know um i remember uh was it sugar hill gang and they were like our i mean see Got me miss forgetting. No, this. no, no. Because see, it's so much you wanna. It's a lot yeah. you wanna throw out there. I feel you. I right. Feel you. My brain is going faster <laughs> than my mouth can get it out. You know. But you know, you got all these um all this rap that used to be one way, and it was probably and it, and it spoke on the struggle and what they you know was going through in the streets and stuff and drugs and stuff. You know, but it was speaking on like we got to come out of this. So now they glorify it, and it's crazy how we that's a fight of ours now you know what i'm saying and um so we so we you know we we look at all the different struggles we have right Mm -hmm. and one of the fights that i feel that we have that we touch on we mention it but i just this weekend got a full impact you know uh insight from a different angle and I want your opinion on this. You know, I was watching, and the fight is the, the value of the black man. I mean, not just the black man, you know, black people, but the black man mainly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think people understand the endangered species kind of. And you think, you know, like the black man is not endangered, you know, but I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I would use such a strong term to describe the black man. I was watching I was watching a documentary uh, 
this weekend. I was watching, just yeah, you know, I just get on, I got on YouTube and I was like, you know, going scrolling through some stuff and I decided to watch this, uh, just watch a few and one went into the other, you know. So I ended up on this one. Slavery did not end in 1865. Here's proof, right? Right. Uh, and so that's the one I, I ran upon. And I was looking at some of the things that was going on and how, um, you know, the sharecropping and the different things like that. But even before sharecropping, even with, you know, aside from the sharecropping, which was still another form of slavery, um, there was the prison. See, we're thinking like corporations are just now, you know, over the past 20, 30 years, you know, um, really capitalizing on prison uh, the the prison, uh, I guess, being like a corporate, you know, uh, the workforce, you know. So, uh, and I can't think of the term that they use for it, you know. But um, we're 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 kind of you know coming under this knowledge now. But it's like, no, that was in the beginning. That's what the Thirteenth Amendment was about. That was their loophole. That was their way to continue to have slaves was to imprison them and then they had no rights and we can work them for free but mm. you know this documentary really talks about this in the lengths that people went through and the abuse and the murder and um just the different things that went on but fast forward now this is we're talking about 1865 you know oh uh, you know but let's look now so 1865 there was a few you know black men that they got put in prison now we're talking about millions of people in prison, you know, working for free. This thing grew and grew and grew. It started out a little bitty, one of those little cute little gecko lizards or whatever. And now it's a full-blown <laughs> fire-breathing dragon, you know. And nobody's fighting for this now. Because I'm, I'm, I know I'm talking long-winded, but I want to get to a point. So so fast forward in my day, I'm, I watched this documentary and a couple of other. And, and like I'm looking at Black Wall Street. And how you know uh, how that came about, you know how how that started from one person, one situation with one person, and it ended up killing hundreds of people. You know what I'm saying? It ended up destroying a whole a whole community of black business owners, hospitals, you know everything. They had a whole community in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and and it was just completely destroyed by white people and I'm going to say it now you know the thing is you know we try to be you know I, I'm not racist I'm not you know you want to be politically correct you want to and I kind of tiptoe around and I said people that don't look like us white people <laughs> white people murdered and destroyed the work of black people you know what I'm saying so and I'm looking at all this right and I'm looking at okay well where are we this is the past stuff where are we at today does it look any different to you can okay no no I'm I've been I've been doing this double dutch thing for for about four or five minutes now. I've been trying to find. <laughs> you been wanting to jump in? in. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm no, no, get, good. And I you still good. ain't got my whole point out, but I'm gonna and, let and, you jump in there. And I know I probably won't get my whole point out, but I, I'm now I want now I want to find out where I want to take it back to when you were talking about um, 1865. Look, it, that you got to treat you got to look at slavery as a disease, right? And what they have never cured diseases. They only uh just covered it. You know what I'm saying? They 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 let you be able to manage, be able to live with it. You feel what I'm saying? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what, so that's what, that's what these little laws and stuff do. Because when they have these laws, why do they have to have loopholes? Because they have to find a way to 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 still be able to it's, feel like they they are carrying out their ancestors' duties. So, so, so they make look, you know, the Thirteenth Amendment, which, you know, it says it says a whole lot in that. Oh man, what else was I trying to jump in on what you were saying? It was just just a few minutes. Ago. Oh, as far as, and I know I'm going too far back, but it's not just Tiffany Haddish, you know, with her ghetto mentality. I don't like DC Young Fly, you know, simply because they feel like they have to shuck and jive in order to get. I feel like my, and this is in my humble opinion, I feel <laughs> like I feel like they they shucking and jive and they. They they doing you know the class clown, yeah yeah you yeah. Know, I get I get what clown. you're saying, and that, that when I brought her up, it's just because that's just another subject, another struggle oh, okay. that we okay. go through. You know, right? That's just right. one of them. You know. So and, and as far as Black Wall Street, now this is I, I don't know if you are um I, I I don't know if you'll follow me, but hopefully some of your listeners will. But now Black Wall Street was some B. And they came in and they tore it down. So I, a lot of, and you would be amazed at how many people don't know about that. But what you, but what they will know about is how the internet, the internet, our Black Wall Street started again in music. When we found out we could make hip hop music and it's just for us and we was, Taking up, we was buying mansions and 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 big cars and and buying building businesses and all of that, just off record sales. The right. Inter- they, they took this internet and they made a way to destroy that by file sharing. So now I don't have to go and buy your album. Somebody can put it online and I can go download it, or I can just go listen to it online. So. That's a, that was a this is a whole nother Black Wall Street you know situation here. Okay, and and I hear you on that, but not quite the same. But listen, we got to take a break, and okay. we're gonna be back to finish this conversation. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey guys, it's not over. The conversation continues with me and Jess Listen from the Culture Podcast. We've continued to dig into this uh, super great topic. And so I'll see you on the other side. Part two coming up next. My Humble Opinion Podcast. Thanks for listening.